Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good evening, everyone, and welcome to DNK Bible Break. We're live on this Monday. <clears throat> And we just want to say good evening to everyone uh, that's tuned in on the phone lines and those that are listening on the Internet. We just want to say thank you uh, for joining us. Thank you for your support. I am Elder Derek Oliver, and we're live on DNK Bible Break. Uh, We just want to say good evening to everyone, and hopefully that you've had a blessed holiday weekend and a a blessed uh, start off to your work week on this Monday. Um, And we hopefully we can give you a good word on tonight. And I just want to say uh, thanks again to all those that are listening on the phone lines, 845-277-9094. Or if you're on the Internet, it is www.blogtalkradio.chaostalkwithderekoliver if you ever want to listen in on the Internet as well. And, again, I just hope everyone had a great holiday weekend. Um, you know, uh, I know I did. It was a blessing to be around family, friends. Uh, so I just want to thank the Lord for, for that, allowing me to see another Thanksgiving, another holiday. I just want to thank him for waking me up this morning, for uh, giving me the activities of my limbs, and having me wake up with the mind to serve Christ. <clears throat> and with that being said, I ask that you all continue to keep my wife in prayer She's under the weather, um, so just keep her keep her in prayer. And also, I want to um, just give honor to 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 my wife uh, that's ill on tonight. Also, just giving honor to again the Lord, the head of my life on tonight, and also for all the uh, sponsors and people who support uh, Chaos Talk and DNK Bible Break. We just want to say thank you. Uh, again, um, to all the ones that be listening in the nursing homes, we just want to say thank you uh, for joining us on tonight at a Community Skilled Nursing Home in Washington Square Nursing Washington Nursing Home uh, in Warren, Ohio. We just want to say thank you to, for listening and to the staff that is organizing that down there for me. I just want to say thank you again. Uh, it means a lot, and hopefully that everyone is getting a good word. <clears throat> through chaos throughout the week, whether it's on Monday or whether it's on Sunday or whether it's throughout the days during the week. We just want to say thank you for your support. And also with that being said, we got a special uh, special uh, thing going on tonight. I have a Praise Tabernacle own Elder Dighton that will be bringing uh, a short sermon tonight, and I'm going to give him his just due in a few seconds, but also we want to um, uh, first say happy birthday to our bishop, Bishop Omar Zachary. We also want to say uh, wish him a happy birthday. And also coming up this weekend, we're going to be celebrating uh, Praise Tabernacle 14 years. <clears throat> we're going to have a banquet on Saturday night. <clears throat> so. Um, if you have an RSVP, please make sure you RSVP. It's going to be two, two. It's going to be Saturday night, and we're going to follow up Sunday morning. And I'm just saying, if you want to come out and have a good time, please step out and come join us on Saturday night. <clears throat> All you got to do is RSVP. It's free, and come join us. It's definitely going to be a different type of uh, appreciation. I can guarantee you that. It will definitely be different. We've been working on it. And then Sunday morning, I'm just letting you know, Sunday morning is going to be off the hook. I promise you that. Sunday morning will be off the hook. Um, It's going to be our normal service, but we got something going on a little different. And if I like to say for the banquet and even for Sunday morning, you're going to see a little bit of chaos style. I just want to leave it at that. So you you will come out there, and you're going to be very surprised. So come on out there. You know, free food. Um, you got an RSVP, though. You got RSVP. <clears throat> so as long as you uh, contact me or uh, Minister Tobert, uh, we will take your reservations and mark you in, and you'll be good to go. So with that being said, if you guys have your Bibles, I want you to turn to um, <clears throat> Psalms 136. 
And then after I read the scripture, I'm going to turn the silvers over to my main man, Mr. Elder, Elder Dighton. He will take it after I read the scripture he's going to be coming from on tonight. Again, that is Psalms 136, verse 1. I'll give you a minute to get there, and he's ready to roll. This is his third time, and I tried to get him on at least once a month. So, uh... So we can uh, be ready to go. So if you have your Bibles again, mm-hmm. Psalms 136, chapter 1, and it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures, endures forever. Again, Psalms 136, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Now I'm going to turn it right on over to Elder Dighton. Better known good as evening, ladies. Good. Oh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first of all, we want to start out with prayer. Our Heavenly Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day, Father, whoever listening, whoever listening, Father, I assume let them get an ear to hear today. I thank you for that. Father, I thank you for everything that you're doing for me. This is our prayer. Amen. Um. Why come I chose Psalms uh, 136? Because it said, give thanks to God. I mean, to Jesus. Give thanks to, to God. And the reason why come I chose that, because sometimes we as Christians, we look over, some of us do look over people that's out there in the world itself. Okay. The reason why I come and say that because it's just it's wrong, it's unsatisfying, it's not right, because we we supposed to we supposed to go out in the vineyard and help the people. I mean, I feel like if you say something that we're gonna do, then let's go ahead and do it. Put it in action. God wants God wants our praises. He wants to He wants to tell. He wants to hear you say thank you, not just on Thanksgiving, but every day. Every day should be a thanks, should be a thankful of Thanksgiving. Now, I, myself and I, I, I do say thank you, Jesus, for everything that I do have. I mean, I, I'm grateful. I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm alive. I'm above ground. I'm not up under the ground. I thank God for that. God just wants you to tell him thank you for everything that he has done for you. If it's something small, God likes the small, well, Jesus likes the smaller things that you give him thank you for, to be thankful for. So I, I just I, I just want to tell people, start saying thank you, Jesus. Start doing what you're supposed to be doing as Christians. Go out there and help your community. Go out there and help the homeless. I mean, you, you may not have much, but the little that you do give, the little that you do give, uh, God appreciates it. it. It's it's just it's it's just it's so. He just want to hear you say thank you to him every day. If you if you can't do it in the morning, then do it in the afternoon, or do it when you get up in the morning. I do. I thank God for everything. Everything that I have, I mean, I have much, but. I'm thankful for it to be. A, I'm thankful. Now the ones that are sick, man. You know God can heal your body and your mind. It says it's in the Bible. Um, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I want to be correct about that. God will heal you. The ones that's out there that are sick, God will do what He said He's gonna do. But you got to be the one that's gonna. Be, you got to be one to believe. Can nobody? Once you say a prayer. You know, say your prayer. Pray for your other. Pray for your fellow man. Pray for your fellow man. Pray for the the ones that don't don't even. Pray for your enemies. See, they're the ones that are coming after you. That's where you got. That's where, that's where you got to ask God to give you strength, because we gonna need it. I I just want to say, you know, come on, people, wake up. Ask God to open your eyes more clearly, for you can see what's going on around you. 
If you don't see what's going on around you, you never know what's going on. God, we're open blinded eyes to see spiritual eyes. Um, that's all I got to say. I'm done, Brother Oliver. <laughs> okay, Elder, that was good. Give thanks. I like that. You sure you done? You got anything else you want to squeeze in there? If not, no, you good. That was a good you. word. That, that was a good word. Right on time. That's our own Praise Tabernacles. Elder Dighton, he come out of the one Psalms one thirty six verse one. Oh, give thanks. And um, I, I'm glad you read that, uh, Elder, um, because it's kind of where I'm going to pick up a little bit where you uh, started us on. And again, his scripture was uh, Psalms one thirty six verse one. And it says, again, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And one of the things that he said on, on tonight, thank you, Elder Dighton, I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> we definitely have you back again uh, in December, sometime in December. Okay. Uh, uh, definitely have you back. And, again, uh, give him the opportunity to give the word out. And sometimes you, you never know who can give a good word or give you what you need. Um, and I appreciate Elder being ready. Uh, he asked me two weeks ago. I didn't come out. It wasn't on last week. So I wanted to make sure that he had the time and the uh, energy to, to do what he has to say and giving thanks. Whether you give it in the morning, whether you give it in the, in the, in the evening, first of all, just give thanks. Whenever you think about it, just give thanks. And uh, a lot of stuff is going on right now, and I'm going to not be on too long tonight. Uh, I still want to promote, like I said in the opening, uh, our church's anniversary is uh, this coming up weekend. And uh, we're going to do two days. We're going to do a Saturday night, finish up Sunday morning at our our church. But we're going to do a banquet, and we're going to celebrate. Church been in existence 14 years. We're going to do it a pastor appreciation and just celebrate because the Lord brought us through another year. And I'm thankful for that. Um, even though we're going through trials and we're going through things, and me personally, as, as I get ready, and I keep saying go to another level, I'm already at the level. And there, there's some things that's going on, and I'm, I'm going to get to it in, in a minute, but uh <clears throat> There's a lot going on, and one of the things that I want to focus on, and again, I just want to give thanks to Elder Dighton for giving us the five minutes on old give thanks, and we ought to give thanks. And we're going to be giving thanks all week long up until Saturday when we do our uh, church uh, anniversary, pastor appreciation, and then Sunday morning. And I'm excited because can't no one get the credit but the Lord. And when the Lord gets the credit and we give thanks to him, it makes the enemy mad. And I don't want to go too much uh, into what I'm going to say tonight because I got to gear myself up because I got a long week, a long week. And uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. And like I said, we're going to have a great celebration. Um, And I'm not celebrating. I'm celebrating because the Lord brought me through another year and more that I'm learning uh, to be a better disciple, um, a better Christian. So with that being said, uh, again, we hope that you all come out and support the church, support our pastor, and come out on Saturday night and also Sunday morning. Uh, service to Sunday morning will be our regular time, 9, 9 a.m., and we'll be out by 10, I promise you. Uh, the banquet starts this Saturday at 6 p.m. Don't forget to RSVP. You either call me, Elder Oliver, or you call Minister Tobert. Uh, our number is on social media, so you can find us. Just make sure that you uh, RSVP is very important. Um, and come out and, and celebrate. Celebrate uh, what the Lord has done for you over the year over this past year, or you can do the past month, or you can just do this week. However you want to give thanks to the Lord, this is going to be the night that we, we're going to give thanks to the Lord because he saw us 
through another year and and thinking about what we were doing last year to, compared to what we're doing this year, I'm looking at myself and and I'm in a different space, and I'm just going to talk tonight um I do have a scripture i want I want you guys to to look at uh, and I get that to you in a second, but uh at the same time uh Matthew the fourteenth chapter of Matthew starting at the twenty fifth verse uh you really ain't got to turn there, but i'm just, I'm gonna get my focus from from on tonight and uh, a lot of things that goes on in life happens right there in that scripture. And I saw something in there that uh, I never really focused on before, but I'm going to focus on it tonight for a little bit. Uh, As the disciples was on the ship and they were in a storm and the wind was tossing them, and um, they saw Jesus, and they didn't know it was Jesus. And what, what I see is the storm design is to take people out. That's the design of a storm. The wind, the rain, the the, the waves is to take you out. Is is to design to interrupt what what you're supposed to do. These were fishermen. They were fishing, and the weather, the circumstances changed to a storm. And because they were in a storm, and they saw Jesus, but they didn't recognize him in the storm, but it was him. And they were afraid because they were going in a storm. And again, a storm is designed to take you out, to destroy. But what I find interesting here is Jesus told them, be not afraid, it is I. He never told the wind to stop. He never told the rain to stop. He just told them to be not afraid, it is him. And as he said that, and as he walked to them and got on the boat, that's when the storm stopped. But during the whole time, during the storm, and they were afraid, he never stopped the storm. He just told them, be not afraid. And as he, and as they heard his voice and as he went walking towards them, and got on the ship. It's funny when he got on the ship, that's when the storm stopped. And a lot of times we have God, I'm speaking to myself now, but put us in position that we may be going through a storm. And he's watching us from a distance. And and, and even though sometimes the storm seems like it's getting the best of us, the Lord still has his eyes on me, on you. And even though he didn't, he don't calm the storm, he don't tell the storm to stop, he waits until he gets on the ship with you. He could have stopped it when they were afraid, when they didn't know what it was that was out there. But he allowed the storm to go on. And see, we got to remember the season we're in, because a lot of people, and my spirit is telling me a lot of people, including myself, are going through a lot of things, things that people don't even know about. And we're going through them, and we think that God, don't hear us or see us, but he's standing out there watching us, making sure that we keep our focus and making sure that we keep our eyes on him. And not only do we keep our eyes on him, but sometimes we got to keep our ear listening for his voice because we got a lot. And like I said, when you're going through a storm, the wind, you hear the, the, the howlings of the wind, you hear the thunder, the lightning, anything that can distract you from hearing his voice. And a lot of times you think you're hearing his voice, it's not his. That's why he didn't stop the storm. He let it kept going, but he was yelling out, it is I, be not afraid, and he continued to walk onto the boat. What I'm saying, hopefully I can get it in and, and, and then you can get it, but a lot of times we're going through, especially during the holiday season, we're going through things in situations, and we just want the storm to stop. But right here, when I'm looking, he didn't tell the winds or the sea to stop. In other scriptures and other uh, parables, Jesus told the wind to stop, and it stopped. And then, you know, but this particular time, he didn't stop it. He allowed it to go, and he walked as the storm was going, and got on the ship with them, and then it stopped. 
what I'm here to try to encourage somebody, encourage myself, is sometimes you got to go through the storm and wait till Jesus come and join you. Knowing the fact that he's coming, knowing the fact that he's watching you, ought to give us comfort. It ought to give us joy because we know that in a, in a moment Jesus is going to speak to us and he's going to get on board with us, but he's not going to allow the storm to harm us. So what we're going through, and I don't know what anyone's going through, I'm speaking to myself tonight, is the fact that the storms that we go through is for us to go to another level in Christ. If we can keep our eyes focused on him and keep our ears listening to tell him, listening to him to instruct us on how to go through the situations. And sometimes going through a storm, you just got to go through it. You just got to go through it. Yeah, the wind is, is howling and the waves is beating up on you. You're getting wet. You may even get sick, but you got to understand it's for a purpose. God has designed us to be here for a reason. And the reason we're here and the reason we got to go through it, you got to remember, we are Christ's light. And I'm only talking to the believers tonight. And if we're Christ's light, we got to go through the same things Christ went through. And if we got to go through the same things Christ went through, you got to understand that we're going to have the same enemy that Christ had. Not only we have the same enemies, but he's going to use the same thing that he did with Christ. He's going to do it to us. We, including, I'm talking to myself now, but I know that I'm not the only one that's on this boat by myself. We think because we're saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, we think that we're not supposed to go through nothing and everything's supposed to be easy. It's not always like that. Sometimes you've got to go through hardness because Jesus had to. Jesus was betrayed. Jesus had was falsely accused of things. Same thing is going to happen to us. And, and the thing about it is, is we are his children. We're going to go through and have the same enemies and the same attacks that he had. So, yeah, the devil wants to crucify myself and you so we can get confused, and confusion comes from the devil, so people can see that we're not fighting for the Lord. And what a lot of people do, and I'm not going to allow it to happen to me, is I'm going to continue to fight. Even though I may be weak, even though I may be tired, I'm going to continue to fight. People say, won't you take a rest? Well, Oliver can't take a rest because Jesus didn't take a rest. And you got to understand, I feel my help coming on. you got to understand that uh, uh, when we are disciples and believers of Christ, the enemy is going to attack on every level. And when he can't get you on the basics, he's going to attack you within within the church, within your family, uh, within your job. He's going to attack you because he doesn't want you to make it to Jesus. Now, I'm going to save some of this for a little bit later. You're going to come Sunday. But you got to understand that uh, when Jesus saved us and equipped us and gave us, the, the in the sin of Ephesians, the armor to put on to fight, because he knew that we're going to be attacked. And because he knew we were going to be attacked, he knew we were going to have Hard, hardness. He knew we were going to go through seasons of storms and battles, and some of them seem like you will never get out of it. It's just taking you to another level because, and you got to understand, the reason Satan is coming hard for Elder Oliver is not because he's trying to get me. He knows he can't get me, but there's people around me that he wants to get. Now, watch this, because I saw this in my meditation uh, earlier today. And the reason he wants to take me out is because he wants to take out the people who are depending on me. Now, watch this, because I didn't see this before, but I see it now. And people that are depending on you, that's why he wants you out. Even though these people may not be saved, you're the closest thing to Christ that they see. If you give up then there's not going to be no hope for them. So a lot of times we're going through the storms, and the people put us in the storms to try to make us quit. We're really there for them so they can see the Christ in us, that regardless what people say, what people do, we're not going to quit. We're going to keep serving Christ. We're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing through the storm because if we don't, and then just think about this for a minute. We're supposed to be Christ-like. We've already established that. If Jesus would have quit 
before he went to Calvary's cross, there would have been no hope for Peter, John, Paul. It wouldn't have been no hope for them. Same thing with you and I. There's people around us that's watching us that may not be connected to Christ. So if you quit, they quit. If you quit, if you stop in the middle of the storm, they're going to stop in the middle of the storm because they're connected to you. That's why you can't quit. That's why, as Elder Dighton was saying, you got to give thanks. Even when you're not going in a good situation, you still got to give thanks because people are watching you. And if you can give thanks in the storm, people who see you, who don't like you, at some point they're going to get tired of attacking you because they're going to see that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then they're going to see. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow. But eventually you will be able, they will be able to see the Christ in you. And because they'll be able to see the Christ in you, it's going to change their life. Just like someone who was praying for me, who was, who, was, who was trying to get me to have a better life, who was getting me to try to get to different levels in Christ that made sacrifices for me, and everyone that's saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, someone made a sacrifice for you. Don't let their sacrifice go in vain by quitting on God. Don't let the, however or whoever led you to Christ or whoever encourages you, Soon as you quit, their sacrifice was in vain. And not only their sacrifice was in vain, what Christ did on Calvary was in vain because now you're not only quitting on the people who need you, you're quitting on Christ. So it's important that we understand that the storms in our life really isn't for us, but we got to go through it. The harder the storm, the higher the level you're going to go the more people you're going to reach. The reason so much hell comes after me or coming after me, it isn't because I'm, I'm this or I'm that. I'm just a poor old sinner trying to make it. But because God called me and anointed me and gave me the equipment to do his will, the devil doesn't like it. And because the devil doesn't like it, he surrounded me Watch this, because I'm talking to y'all as individuals now. He surrounded me like he surrounded you with a group of people. Some of them don't like you. Some of them don't appreciate you. Some of them want to lie on you. Some, they got you. They're, they're in your life for a reason. Not for you to stick your nose up like you better than them, but for you to serve Christ. Because even though they don't know Christ, they can know Christ through you. Because Christ lives within you, and they can see the light within you. They're not seeing Derek, but they see the Christ within me. That's why they don't like me. That's why people come after me hard. That's why it's hard to serve him when you're trying to go to another level, because you got so much of the devil trying to keep you down. And what I'm not going to do, I'm not going to lie and tell you because you got Christ, your life is going to be easy. Is not. It's going to get harder. But because you got Christ, you can go through the storms with joy and peace, knowing that if I keep serving him, if I keep serving him, he's going to get the glory. If I keep serving him, he's going to be exalted. If I keep serving him, because I can't do this by myself. I'm doing things right now, and I'm not giving myself a pat on the back, but the Lord is blessing me in many different ways in order for me to be a blessing to other people. And now that I'm trying to be a blessing to other people, and yet I still got people who's trying to destroy my character, it's not other people, but it ain't no one but the devil. And if I quit, I thought about quitting. I just said, Lord, I just going to quit. I'm going to take some time off. And the Lord said, why would you do that? And I was explaining why I would do, why I'm taking some time off. And the Lord was showing me, well, if you take time off, you're going to let your haters think that they won. You got to keep serving, and they need to see me serving Christ. That's why I'm serving loud. That's why I won't take a break from DNK. That's why I won't take a break from Praise Tabernacle. I'm going to keep serving. Even when I mess up, even when I don't feel good, I'm going to keep serving Christ because he will be exalted. He will be glorified through me. It's bigger than Derek, it's bigger than you, it's bigger than the church. The fact that he's called me 
He's going to exalt me. He's going to take me to new heights. I was thinking about something today, and I was feeling kind of down. And uh, uh, someone called me, and they said something. And it was just a simple phone call, about four minutes. And in the four-minute conversation, they tried to encourage me. And and, and that's all it took. And right then and there, it just picked my spirit up. Now I know I'm doing right. If you just get one person that they can encourage you, you don't need a whole lot. You don't need to be on center stage. It don't take a whole group of people. Just one. And that one can encourage you to go to a different level. And then again, this is like that one. You can see other people. And what I'm starting to see is people say they give lip service to Christ, or just lip service in general. And they say what they're not going to do, but eventually they end up doing it. They say they're not going to do this and not going to do that, but they end up doing just giving lip because it sounds good. And I don't want to be around people because it sounds good. I want to be around people whose lives are changing and they can change other people's life, not through lip service, but through doing the will of God, serving Christ. Now, you have a lot of different type of people in the church, and these type of people in the church just want to look good for church people. They don't want to look good for Christ. They're not serving Christ. And I'm in a place right now, I just want to serve Christ. I don't care what anyone thinks of me. I don't care if you like me, if you don't like me, if you think this, you think that. That's all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, I'm, I got a work to do for Christ. And I'm excited about the work that I have to do for Christ because just this year alone, the Lord has blessed me. Just, just he, he has blessed me. He's touched my body. He's healed me. And, and I feel great. Now, you could take all the bad stuff that Elder Oliver has done and said and then look, you take all of that and you can focus on it and you can let that be your light. Oliver this, Oliver that. You can talk about the elders. You can talk about the ministers. You can talk about the church. You can talk about all you want and put the light on them. But they're not the ones that died for you. And ain't nobody perfect. So long as you're talking about them and condemning them, what are you doing in in the ministry of Christ? Because we can all find something wrong with somebody. But what are you doing for Christ? Are you working for Christ? Are you serving for Christ is the question. Or are you concerned with whether I'm messing up? Elder Elder Dighton said, uh, give thanks. Can you give thanks, sincerely give thanks to the Lord with the mess you did? See, when you're serving him with a pure heart, you can give thanks, even though your day didn't go right, even though you may have messed up. You can honestly give thanks, and he will hear it, and he will honor it because you're giving thanks with a pure heart. Or are you giving thanks just because everybody else is giving thanks? Because Christ won't hear that. He won't hear it. And everyone wants to say amen. Everybody wants to shout. Everybody wants to jump up and down. That's all fine. But if you're not doing it with a pure heart, if you're not doing it uh, with your eyes trying to be focused on him, and when there will be sometimes you can't see him, but you got to know his voice. And the only way you can know his voice is you got to study his word. And when you study his word, you will know his voice. And a lot of times we get that we get that confused because the storm is coming and it's distractions all over the place and you don't know what's going on. Sometimes you just got to remain focused and wait until Jesus get on the boat with you. Just wait. He's coming. He's watching you. He's watching you. Because if he can calm the storm, he will calm it. But he's trying to build true disciples of Christ, especially in these last days. I'm 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 happy. Um, we're getting ready, and I'm not going to say let's close out this year with a bang. I'm I'm going to go into the new year with a bang because the Lord blessed me another year. And yeah, it was hard, and there was a lot of obstacles, and it, and it's still storming. But I thank the Lord that he's kept me in the right frame of mind, and he's doing awesome things in my life. It don't matter where I go, people know that I'm a Christian. And it's not because I got to say it. 
it's just when I walk into a room, people know, you must be a man of God. I had to go to a meeting early in the morning, Social Security office, and um, as I got there, it was kind of weird how you walked into the place. And as I was going up with the security guard, because you had to buzz to get in and go to a room and all of this, and I saw um, what they call a, a, one of the judges just standing there, and he said, um, I can tell you must be a godly man. And I said, why you say that? And as he began to talk, it had nothing to do with what I said, because I didn't say one word. I didn't have a godly T-shirt on or a godly hat on, just the presence. Now, I'm not saying I'm perfect, because by all no means, I'm not perfect. But God will anoint you, and he will elevate you when you least think that he will. And I'm sitting there, why did that man say that? So I, I, I didn't really quite get it then. And during the day, trying to get everything ready for the, the weekend and Saturday and Sunday, make sure your clothes is right, making sure the food, just doing what, what you got to do. And, you know, I'm trying to get discouraged. Do we got too much? Do we get all the little things, distractions? And as I was feeling low, I get a phone call. So just quick phone call, four minutes. You good? I'm good. And and when you do, you appreciate little things, not the big things. Sometimes people think, well, you want to bless me, write me a check. No, sometimes that, that might be the worst thing for you. Sometimes you just need a word of encouragement. Keep doing what you're doing because pretty soon people are watching. And not only are people watching, but the Lord showed me today that he assigned people to me who don't even like me. That's trying to make me quit because that's not their will, but that's the devil's will. And if I quit, they win. And not only if I quit, but I might be the, the tool that leads them to Christ because I didn't quit. I didn't give up on them, but I kept serving Christ. And whatever you do tonight, and I'm done, keep serving Christ. I don't care what you're doing. Keep serving Christ. Eventually, if you keep serving him, all that stuff that you may not think is good, it will fall off. He will take it off. And maybe you're going through the storm now for you to get rid of some of that stuff. But don't think that you can't serve God because you're going through a storm. Don't think it's your fault because you're going through the storm. Because it's not. You're going through the storm, not really for you, but it's for other people. But yet again, it's for you. Because if you're going through the storm, the Lord wants to show you some things about you or about myself that we got to clean up. Sometimes we'll see that in the storm. And when you start cleaning it up and start cleaning it up, next thing you know, you're in a storm, but you think that you're on a beach with sunny skies because you can rejoice because you know the Lord is using you. And that's the thing that I love about what I'm doing right now is the Lord is using me. As I went to get the orders for our cake for, for this weekend, and I was talking to the people in the bakery. Now, I was originally getting two cakes. That was the thing to do, get two cakes. And as I was ordering the one cake, the lady, the manager, donated a whole nother cake. Just because, and I, I was getting two, but when I was trying to get the wording on the first one together, she said, do we have enough or was it going to be enough for the people? And I said, well, I think I'm going to get a second one, which I was already in my brain and we already talked about it, but they threw that in there for free. They just threw it, here, we're going to do this one for you. And I'm sitting there, and again, this is the second. And I'm still, after the lady then blessed me with another cake and, and, and um, you know, the man in the security place, and I'm still feeling down. And the Lord said, well, how can I get your attention? What must I do to get your, let you know that you're doing the right thing, even though you're going through the storm? And then I get the phone call. It up, now I'm good. Now I'm, I'm good now. I'm good now. And we're going to celebrate all week long. Um, we're going to celebrate on Saturday. We're definitely going to celebrate on Sunday. And I'm just telling you, watch watch what happens. 
Watch the word that goes out. Watch the fellowship that happens. And watch how many people we touch just by this weekend. I'm not a prophet. I don't even know. I'm, I'm just telling you because it's already happening. Last time I had this thing was back in August when we did the baptism, which was a beautiful thing. This is going to be another beautiful thing, not because Elder Oliver is doing it. It's going to be a beautiful thing because God is in it and because God is in it. And I could say a whole lot more, but I'm not. I just know God is in this thing. And the team that I'm working with, I couldn't ask for a bet. They just, you learn so much from so many people. You just learn and learn. And I know y'all probably, a lot of people that have been with me for a long time, be like, you getting soft, Elder Oliver. You like to come out and throw punches. And I do. And if, if I feel, if the Lord feels need for me to do that, I will do that. But I'm learning patience. I am learning patience. And he's teaching me patience by surrounding me people who are patient. Now, just because you're patient don't mean that you're a punk. Patience doesn't mean you're going to use you're going to let the Lord fight the battle for you, and you ain't got to say a word. You just let the Lord do it. And when the Lord do it, the Lord is going to do what he wants to do, when he wants to do it. But what I will not do, I will not give lip service. And I'm going to be about my father's business. So everyone can ride with me on this next level. I'm just letting you know every, everyone in the church can't ride because I, I can't ride with people in the church who just want to be in there for the church. You don't have a relationship with Christ. If you don't have a relationship with Christ, but you got a relationship with the church, then you rather do church things. I can't do church things anymore. I got to do kingdom building, being led by the spirit, not led by the church, not traditional. Not to say amen, just to be saying amen. Not to take a little highlighter and mark in my Bible because it looks like I'm intelligent. No. I got to be about my father's business and continue to work, continue to preach, and yet continue to go through these storms. As soon as this storm is over with, there's going to be another one and another one. I'm from Ohio, and in Ohio we have four seasons. We have summer, we have fall, winter, and spring. Those are the four seasons. And my father used to preach about the fifth season. The fifth season was called due season, and that can come anytime. And I'm just saying, y'all keep going through the seasons you're going through because pretty soon it's going to be due season, and that's your season, my season. And when due season hits, it's going to make the season that you were coming out of, it's going to make it, you're going to find out that you've learned so much and you're so much stronger than what people give you credit for. Stop looking for credit from church folks because you're not going to get it. For people who are in the streets who's looking for Christ, they will will encourage you every bit. I don't know if the lady in the bakery was saved or not. I don't know if the people at the the judge were saved or not. Don't know. But the presence of the Lord that's on me, yeah, that's on me. That's something to shout about. Because when you think about it, is the presence of the Lord on you or is your situation storm on you? Because if you're wearing your storm and you're wearing the situation, the presence of the God can't be on you. When Jesus saw them from a distance and the storms was going and, and he didn't stop it, he saw it. And because he saw it and he walked to them going through it, Jesus is going to go through it with us and he's going to come out with us. It doesn't mean a storm ain't going to happen. And that's really all I'm trying to say tonight. I hope you all got something out of this tonight. I hope you feel encouraged tonight. I hope you feel like you're not going to let no one stop you from serving Christ. You know, they've been talking about me ever since I was 17 years old preaching the gospel. They're still talking about me. Don't mess up because when you mess up, they're going to keep throwing that up in your face. But long as you got Christ and you and you keep moving forward, keep moving forward, can the devil in hell stop you? And as long as you have the anointing of Christ on your life, no matter what you go through, what season you're going through, Christ is right there with you, right there with you. Don't let church folks, because Christ ain't with church folks. 
try to tell you what you can and cannot do. I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens me. See, I feel like preaching, but I got to save myself and save my energy. But you got to understand that Christ before us, who has the audacity to be against us. But we also know that the devil is coming because his time is running out. And not only do he want to stop you, but he wants to stop everybody that's in your future and in your presence. And I used to say, you know, um, well, I'm going to say that for, for later on, but just remember what I'm saying. Remember, Christ is with you. If you're a believer, Christ is with you, even though you're going through a storm. And I know the holidays, people going crazy with finances, uh, uh, worried about money, buying Christmas presents. I've, we've all been there before. And I'm just saying, just ride, ride through the storm. Christ is right there with you. And as long as you know that Christ is right there with you, you can rejoice in the storm. And you really want people to talk about you? Keep rejoicing. Keep shouting. Keep saying praise the Lord. Keep saying hallelujah. Keep doing what God has called you to do. Keep doing it. Because people keep wondering, how are you still doing this? How are you still doing this? I know i got a lot of nosy people out there want to know how I'm doing what I'm doing and how God is still blessed. God is blessing me. My health, strength. God, don't think I don't think the devil going to try to sneak pack me now. I'm prepared for that, too. But at the same time, I got to let his people know God is right there in the storm with you, whoever this is for. You may not be going through a storm. If you ain't going through a storm, keep living. You're going to get there. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. My boys is getting ready to play the Steelers. I'm, I'm happy that that uh, uh, that Christ selected me, and because He selected me and He chose me, He gave me everything that I needed in order to go through what I'm going through right now. He giving you everything you needed to go through what you're going through right now. Don't let no man, no woman, no organization tell you you can't serve God. Don't do it. You smoking cigarettes, you keep smoking cigarettes, serving God. The Holy Spirit will clean that spirit, get that out of you. You keep serving God. Don't stop. I can't go to church. I ain't got church clothes. You bring whatever you want to wear, you bring it. Just get there. Spirit will clean you up. You just get there. You have the mind to serve Christ. Well, I don't know no scriptures. You keep serving. I, I don't know a lot of scriptures either. I mess them up. I'm tongue-tied. I can't pronounce nothing. And if I can preach, you, you, you can do what you can do too. Don't let no one put limits on you or what you can and cannot do. Don't let no one put the situation you're in telling you you can't do this and you can't do that. That's a lie straight from the pits of hell. The Lord will deliver you and will bring you out. Just like the disciples, they were designed fishermen. And even though the storms were stopping them from fishing, stopping them, distracting them from doing what they were supposed to do, and they were afraid, but Jesus was watching them. And he didn't speak to the storm. He told them, be not afraid, it is me. So whatever you're going through, the Lord knows it. He's sitting there watching you. You just got to wait till he come on the ship. And then when he comes the storm down, now you can start rejoicing. You should rejoice now. But, you know, some of us, I would say that, but I'd be a hypocrite if I say rejoice, right? Sometimes you got to go through some things. I didn't have it all together, but now that I'm starting to see it, I see it. Now I see the tricks of the enemy, how he wants to manipulate and, and, and put you in a situation where it, I see it clear, but I'm not going to stop. The funny thing is I see it. I see the devil, but I see church folks too, who's supposed to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and they ain't doing nothing but throwing water on the ship, trying to make you drown instead of trying to encourage you and uplift you. They want you to sink because you did this or you did that or you said that. Lord forbid if I say a scripture wrong, I'm going to get crucified. Forbid me if I make a mistake and misquote something from the Bible. We all done it. I'm just being general tonight, being funny, because I know a lot of people out there would love to see somebody mess up. And that's all they want to talk about is your mistakes. But what about the fact that you woke up this morning and you wanted to praise the Lord? They want to focus on what you did yesterday. Yesterday is done and over with. The Lord gave you another chance to get it right today. 
and if and, and if you have the mindset that I'm gonna get it right today, it really don't matter what Elder Oliver thinks. It don't matter what anybody thinks. You just have to keep serving the Lord, serving the Lord, and keep moving and moving. Yes, yeah, storms is gonna come. They're designed for believers. Jesus went through a lot of storms. We're 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 after Him. We're Christ-like. We're gonna go through some storms. That's really all I got. That's really all I got tonight. Again, we're going to have a great time on Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. I can't say too much because I don't know who's all listening, but uh, me and, and, and our team, Minister Tobert, and our team, I don't want to say everybody's name because I'll miss somebody, but our team, we, we, we got an excellent uh, program for Saturday night. We, we're, we're looking forward to it. We got an excellent service for Sunday morning. We're looking forward to it. Um, and, again, the reason I'm excited is because when you start talking to different people on your team, and the Lord just puts stuff together, and it just it just feels good. It feels good knowing that I'm serving with people who have a mind to serve for Christ. It feels good because no matter what you're going through, you want to be around people who serve in Christ. You want to be around people who can teach you certain things. I tell the minister, Tober, I hope you don't get mad by saying this, but I tell him all the time, he teaches me patience because he's calm, cool. He's 55 all the time. He don't get too high, he don't get too low, no matter what the circumstances is. And if this young man can show me that, at least I can take how he being around him to help me get to be that cool. And that's a dangerous thing, because if I can get cool like Minister Tober, I'm going to be a bad boy come 2023. If I can get that patience, keep my mouth shut a little bit, and just sit there and wait, and don't get too high, too low, I'm going to be a Lord already sure I'm going to be a bad. That's why he got people around me. So don't think because I'm quiet or I ain't saying nothing that I'm a punk. The Lord is working on my patience. Because once I get my patience, then I'm going to get my praise. And once I get my praise, I'm going to have my purpose. And once I get my purpose, see, I'm getting ready to preach. I'm getting too far now. But I'm just letting you know just why you got to surround yourself around people who are believers, not believers of you, but believers of Christ. Because if they're believers of Christ, they're not going to judge you because it's not their job to judge you. They're going to encourage you and uplift you, regardless of the situation or the storm you're going through. This is the crazy season. December is going to be here. Everyone's going to be going crazy with the holidays. And and if we're not looking, the, the food prices is high. Everything is high. Don't go broke trying to keep up with other people. Be Christ-like. Be Christ-minded. Give Christ. When you wake up tomorrow, if you messed up today, wake up tomorrow. If he should allow you to wake up tomorrow, that's another chance you got to serve Christ. Never forget that. And if someone tells you you got to go through a 12-step program, I'm going to tell you like my father used to say, there ain't but one step between you and Christ. And once you get to you and Christ, let the Holy Spirit clean you up in his steps because sometimes it ain't going to take 12 steps. Sometimes it may take 13 steps, but the Holy spirit is the one that's going to clean you up. As long as you've got that Christ like mindset and he keep waking you up every day, you got a mind to serve and praise Christ. So with that, I know I keep saying I'm done. My wife told me yesterday, I'm just long winded. And I keep saying, how am I long winded when I I'm always, I don't preach that long, but I do like to talk. And the reason I like to talk is the Lord gave me something to talk about. And as long as I can talk about the Lord, I'm going to keep talking about the Lord. There ain't nothing wrong with that. One thing you ain't going to say was that Oliver was quiet on the Lord. I'm going to keep talking and keep talking. And if what I'm saying ain't making sense, I'm going to keep talking until it makes sense. Because I have the mind to serve Christ. And he's going to keep working with me until I get it right. Hopefully you'll get it right. But, again, everyone at Praise Tabernacle that's listening tonight, I want to say thank you. Um, again, get your RSVPs in ASAP. You can call Minister Tobert, call me. Um, but we're going to party this weekend anyway, whether you RSVP or not. We're going to celebrate 14 years of Praise Tabernacle. We're going to um, honor our bishop. We're going to, we're going to um, try to make this be the best of the best of the best. Not that we're competing with anybody, but 
Um, I ain't been there for 14 years. I believe this is my third year, and and I, I want to. I want people to say, yeah, this is okay. This is what it's about because it's not about us. And then when you see what happens, it's not even about. Can't no one get the credit but the Lord. And when you see what the Lord has done, and the Lord shared this with me, and I promise you, I'm done. One more thing, Lord, just put it on me. And I was trying to say it yesterday, but what I was saying about our leader, our bishop, and everything, this is his weekend, this is his week, and and matter of fact, today is his birthday, so if he's listening, happy birth. But one of the things that I've noticed over the three years that I've been there is he made sacrifices for the church for the whole church, for every member. And then when I'm thinking about the sacrifices, because we moved from one building to another building to cut the cost so it's not a drain on the people. So he's saving his membership money by we had to relocate, save people money. So we ain't got to beg every week when we we ain't got to beg or push any for an offering. He made that, he had to make that decision. And with that decision, because I'm going to leave this, there's a few headaches behind that, but for everybody, he ain't got to push the offering. He ain't got to push the plate. We're doing pretty good. But not only that, but he also, when it comes to Bible study, this is the thing, and it really hit me the other day when I was thinking about it, because we've been doing Bible study for, I think, two years now on here on on Blog Talk. And every Tuesday you get the best of the best of Praise Tabernacle. You just don't get one every week. You get the best of the best. The whole team. When you come to Bible study tomorrow night, you're going to see the whole team. Now, whoever's teaching really doesn't matter, but you're going to have the best of the best, and you get that every week. And if you can multitask, you can have family dinner and listen to Bible study. It ain't going to cost you no gas money. It ain't going to cost you your family time. You're right there. You're without excuse from getting the best of the best that Praise Tabernacle has to offer every week, every week. And I don't consider myself a best teacher, but I get one in every now and then. But yet the other teachers that's on there, if they're not teaching, their comments is just as powerful as the teacher's lesson is. So you get the best of the best every week in our in, in the way that it's designed, especially coming up this year, every Tuesday you get the best of praise Tabernacle has to offer. Everybody is accountable to be there for Tuesday night Bible study. And if the Lord allows you to have a phone you should be without excuse from hearing God's word. Because if you're hearing God's word, you're connected to him, and he can hear you because you're hearing him through his word. But if you're not even calling in, listening to the word, it's going to waste, and you're wasting what the Lord has put you in position to hear, and he made it so convenient. You ain't got to say, I ain't got gas pastor to come get you. What well, a van can't come. All you got to do is have a phone. And as far as I'm concerned, even the homeless got cell phones. I don't know how they do it, but they got cell phones. So all you got to do is call the number. And you'll hear Bishop tomorrow. You, you'll hear him. You'll hear Minister Tober. You'll hear Sister Tober. You'll hear my wife. You'll hear Lady Zachary. You'll hear um, You'll hear the team that's there and with all them people that's on the Lord is going to give someone something to give to you if you show up and you don't have no reason not to show up you have no reason because our leader made it possible for everybody that he comes in contact with to hear the word of God and not only hear the word of God but the bishop got his best soldiers on the field to present the word of God. So if I'm not having a good day tomorrow, Minister Tober would be right there to pick me up. If Minister Tober would not having a good day, Bishop would be right there to pick we right there. That's what we're supposed to do. So when you start thinking about praise time, this all fits in with the vision that the Lord given the bishop 
in the way that we're living our lives. So when I'm talking about the storm, yeah, we may be going through the storm, but who are you on the boat with? Who on the boat with you? Are they encouraging you or are they panicking? Are they encouraging you or are they gossiping you? So, you know, sometimes we go through the storm, we want to gossip. Why are we going through like like you did with Job? He must have done something. And I know I can go on and on and on, but I feel I feel myself I like to preach. And, you know, it, this, today ain't the day. I got to go get to the distillers. And I did it up to 8 o'clock. It's 8 o'clock now. My team about to play, so I got to get out of here. Let's not forget tomorrow night Bible study. And I'm just telling you, call someone and let them know that Bible study is going to be off the hook. And um, let them know that Praise Tabernacle is going to be on display all weekend long as we celebrate 14 years and we show appreciation to our pastor and his and, and his family and the First Lady. We just want to let them know how much we love them and appreciate them and, and all the sacrifices they make. And now you can come out, and I'm saying this again, and give your best offering because he serves us. And you can't pay the man to do Stuff I've been in, I can't even pay. There's not a check big enough I can write for him. But because he's been there, he's been leading with the word, and, and he's been there, I want to make sure that he gets a good offering. So everything is free. So it ain't costing you nothing. But if it was cost you some, please be a cheerful giver and bless the man of God. Bless the man of God. And just with that, like I said, you, you ain't even got to drive the Bible study. You can just pick up your phone and put it on speaker and listen to the word of God and be blessed. Just that simple. But it's also just that easy to be misled by the devil. So I'm just telling you, pick up a phone, call Bible study tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Um, again, I just want to let everybody know from Praise Tabernacle that may be listening. We love you. Uh, it's going to be a epic weekend, and I do mean that. It's going to be great, and and um, I just want you to, to be a part of it and, and just celebrate. Not only celebrate if you've only been there two years, two weeks, two months. The fact that you're going to be in the presence and in the house of the Lord is something to give thanks for on this Saturday and Sunday, actually all week. Again, I want to thank uh, Elder Dighton. For your five minutes, I appreciate you. He came out of one Psalms 136, verse 1, Oh, give thanks. And I just want to thank everyone for listening. Also, keep my wife in prayer. She's a little under the weather right now. Nothing serious. We hope. We just praying that she start to feel better. Um, so keep her in prayer. Uh, keep my family in prayer. Keep me in prayer. And just keep, uh, again, today's Bishop's birthday. Send him a happy birthday shout-out. If you ain't sending one already, send him some birthday love. Also, um, we'll be on for Praise Tabernacle Bible Study tomorrow at 7 p.m., same time, same phone number. Also, uh, our regular weekly schedule. Nothing's changed this week. And that's pretty all I got. And with that being said, again, Get suited and booted for Saturday night because it's going to be a very special night celebrating 14 years of Praise Tabernacle. I'm just celebrating this to be there another year and be able and be in my right frame of mind to keep serving the Christ. So I'm going to be ready to go um, this Saturday and Sunday as well. And uh, with that being said, I just want to thank all those that listened. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, thanks to the two community centers I know that are listening tonight uh, in Warren, Ohio. Thank y'all, and for the staff that's uh, overlooking that for me. Thank you know. Thank you again. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, that's all I got tonight. So until we meet again, I will see everybody hopefully tomorrow night if the Lord's will. Be blessed, and remember what I said. Remember, if you don't remember nothing else, Christ is watching you. And all you got to do is keep your eyes and keep your ears listening to him. He's coming right towards you. Stop listening to everybody else. And with that being said, we are out. 
I'm going to pray us out. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you, Father God, just for allowing us to be here one more night. Father God, touch all the ones that listened. Father God, Father God, if someone that don't know your name, they'll know you, Father God. We ask that you touch them right now, Father God. And if you don't know him, and you just say, Father God, I ask that you forgive me for all my sins. Father God, I believe what you did on Calvary's cross, that you died for my sins and that you rose again and that you're coming again, Father God then I will be saved. If you believe that and you just call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved and you will enter into the kingdom of God. And and if you said that prayer and if you said that and you meant it and you believe that you are saved, don't let no one tell you you're not. You ain't got to go through no hoops. You ain't got to go through this, that, or the other. All you got to do is confess it and believe it. And if you confess what he did on Calvary's cross and if you can confess your sins, then you will be saved. And once you're saved, you become part of his team, the Lord's team. And once you're part of the Lord's team, he's going to look out for you, just like he did the disciples on that boat. And I just want you to know, just just be careful of who you're listening to. But if you listen to the war, if you listen to the more words you hear, you'll know his voice. You will know his voice. So with that being said, we are out of here, and we'll see everyone tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Praise Tabernacle Bible Study. Bishop Omar Zachary uh, will be leading us tomorrow. Um, So I'll see everyone tomorrow night.